this is an intro slash beer beverage review for Casey Callahan. You're telling this to John, right? And you. I mean, whoever needs to know. Welcome back to another episode of the Arts and Crafts podcast, where we talk about craft beer and enjoy the arts, or vice versa. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I did that on purpose. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yes. Yes. I like how every time, John, it's just... Double, he double guesses. Right, right. It's like, wait, wait, what did I say? Which one was it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we do both. It's a podcast where it we... It does both. ...where we drink the arts and listen to craft beer. Right, right. <laughs> we take them both in. However they're consumed, that, that can be up to whoever. Up to interpretation. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of beer, what do you have for us today, Ben? Well, as a matter of fact, first, I, I have... Beer. Ooh. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah, I do actually. Okay. Well. I says to you, I says we're gonna we're gonna drink some beer. Okay. That sounds like a plan to me. The beer we're gonna drink today though is not from me, but rather from John Cheetah. Yeah, John's not on this episode uh vocally, so So he's here in spirits. Right. I mean well, beer. Yeah. He gifted us these wonderful indeed glassware yeah, some snifters and we're gonna put them to good use today and drink some indeed beer i Ooh. think what do we have from indeed ben we have the always incredible flavor wave ipa from indeed brewing company should we say indeed a few more times indeed, indeed. brewing company indeed we should indeed we shall so this is uh one of my favorite beers of all time mm-hmm I yes, I, both of us have had it a number of times. Yes, I'm so used to drinking V8, little cans of V8 every morning, I almost just started shaking this out of habit. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yes, because we're recording this early in the morning Well, before <laughs> each of us go our separate ways <laughs> for the day. Um, Can you imagine how great that would be? What's in this? Nothing. Oh, okay. Um, it was used to hold up the mic. Oh, am I not supposed to be holding it with my no, hand? No, you you can, but our our guest oh, on this, today's episode, I see, um, didn't want to hold it, and well, that's fair. It was too low to the table for uh, where she was sitting. So, well, one of these days we'll get fancy. Uh, now that we'll I'll get, be the only one left, we'll here. get some some booms we'll for get our some mics. Fancy booms. Okay. Well. Anyway, before we do that, <coughs> let's get into this beer. Is that a, oh, that's the, it's okay. like the time to crack it open. Here, oh, you already got yours. I can do it myself. This just didn't want one of us Ooh. to spill. Look at those! Uh, look at those spikes on the audio. Uh, on the audio there. Ooh, that's 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 awesome looking. You guys hear the sound of the beer bubbles? I could, but I'm right right here next to it. I was talking to you and Pinky. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. So this is an IPA. Oh, what, what kind of IPA is this? A really good one. Did, have you smelled it? N- not lately. Oh. 
It's it smells very juicy. I don't know if they officially categorize this as a hazy or a juicy or anything. It doesn't say it on the can. Let's go. Well, the the can. Let's says, go to the board. The can says six point two percent alcohol by volume, seventy three IBU. Um, with notes of juicy, sticky, and pineapple. I love the flavor of sticky. Yes. Very, very, um, it gets, it's, it gets those other senses in there, you know, like. Right. <laughs> other than, than the uh, taste and smell. So should we taste it before I read the description on it? Yeah, before I stick my palm in the beer and see how sticky it really is, I'm going to, I'm going to taste it first. Oh my uh, God, so Reed just palmed the beer. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you, Reed. Down the hatch, bon appetit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That is is an IPA right there. I must say, I was thinking about this before I came here earlier. And uh, because I haven't had this... I don't know if I had this the last time we were up there in Minnesota. I think I just tried a bunch of other new stuff because I'd had this enough. But mm. So I don't think I've had this in a little while. And so I couldn't quite remember how it tasted, but I like, you know, had the basic idea of it. Right. And I remember thinking that it's the perfect IPA in the sense that it's in between hazy, juicy, and just like a regular IPA. Yeah. And after trying it again, I stand by that. Why don't I have a coaster? Oh, here we go. There's one under the box on the table. This box is throwing me off. Well, you can move it. Well, I stand by I stand by what I said. I think this is this might just be the perfect IPA. Mm-hmm. It's an American IPA. So You're damn right. So it it wouldn't be categorized as hazy in the sense of uh it's not a New England IPA. It's an England it's a traditional American IPA. I think the um, the juiciness is definitely lower than one might mm-hmm. think. Right, right. Um, but it but it is more pronounced than like a traditional yes. American IPA. It's funny, like if you depending on what perspective you take, if you think of just an IPA, well, this is juicier and hazier. Mm-hmm. If you think of a juicy IPA, this is not. This is way more bitter. Right. If you think of a hazy IPA, this is a little more bitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shall I read the untapped? Sure. Well, there's no E in untapped. It says, so. page could not be loaded. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. It says, flavor wave IPA is a juicy and tropical IPA. Exploding with notes of pineapple and dank citrus. A blend of Denali, Citra, Mosaic, Centennial, and El Dorado hops. Give this beer a whirlpool of flavors, sure to send your taste buds on a ride while remaining approachable. Flavor Wave pours a sunlit golden color with a respectable amount of natural haze. That's one of the most beautifully written beer descriptions I think I've ever come across. Mm. Well, is it going to influence your uh, writing on Untapped? The description? Yeah. It might. They didn't say anything about it tasting sticky, though. 
Mm. Well, but it's they did say dank, which yeah. that's what I thought of when I heard well, sticky. It's I don't yeah. know if it if that like uh there's really they're synonymous, but I guess I didn't know what else sticky could mean. I mean, it does show a a hop symbol above sticky on the can. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's kind of um trying to think of the right word here because you can kind of i mean it's no doubt why they call it flavor wave you can kind of pick up on a lot of different flavors Mm -hmm. and if you are an ipa fan you might be able to pick up on some of the different hop styles so for something that is a juicy hazy ish ipa it still has that real good piney hop taste Mm. that is kind of hidden in there yeah you know what i mean it's it's i don't know it's really weird like every sip is a little bit different Mm. right and like i think with something like a name flavor wave you're like searching for the different Mm -hmm. uh tastes that uh you f- you can find when with each sip. Mhm. Mhm. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three and a half, which is a half star rating higher than what I gave it originally back oh. in October of 2020 when we had it at that at that Airbnb. Yeah. Interesting. Um So, I don't know why uh, why now it's getting a higher rating, but maybe you have more it of is. An appreciation. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just I not as uh, thrown off by the bitterness now. Yeah. Um, I'm also increasing my rating. From what to a four seven five to a five? From a four five to a four seven five. Oh, okay. Um. I am trying to figure out what's keeping it from a five. And mm. I don't know. I think the aftertaste is a little flat. But it's also like, well, it's a flavor wave. It's going to be so flavor heavy up front. And it's also, like, yeah. it's also a beer. You know, it's just going to. Right. I don't yeah, know. I it's might, a beer. Uh, I might bump it up a little bit more. Throwback here or callback to Jada Messick. Um, it's, it's a beer. It tastes like a beer. Tastes like a beer. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's pretty good. And, um, I think that idea of just like hits you with flavor. There's so much on top kind of lends itself to our guest today, Casey Callahan, um, who is a mixed media, uh, visual artist here in Omaha, um, who has started doing more installation work um, or, like, more prominent in her practice, which we get into a little bit, um, and that really influences an experience that the viewer has, similar to being overcome by flavor. (laughs) That was a really good tie-in. Was it? A lot better than I could have done. All right, well... Um, hope you enjoy it and 
take a listen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Arts and Crafts. I'm Reed Doling, and with me today is Casey Callahan, a visual artist here in Omaha. Welcome. Hi. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything. Well, I mean, that's high is good enough. Uh, uh, yeah, hi, I'm Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of work do you do, Casey? Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I hate saying that, yeah. but uh, I, you know, my first love was drawing, and then from drawing, I moved to painting, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of uh painting in undergrad as well as some sculpture and I've also done a lot of ceramics throughout the years I kind of pick up things and then put them down and pick them back up and put them back down Mm -hmm. um I more recently in the last couple years have uh been interested in installation work um and creating environments Sometimes that means creating an entire environment. Sometimes that means just like working with an existing structure and thinking what can I do to modify the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that's like sound or just small little elements, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I do a little bit of everything, actually. Um, And it's great to be well-rounded as an artist yeah. um, and be able to like experiment with as much as you can yeah um so you had a show at our space at studio 62 uh what was it october yeah 2022 um, which was a series of drawings mm-hmm. um which is was a little different from what from the work that i had known you from which was more of your insulation and yeah. sculptural work um but while you were there, um, I overheard you talking to one of the, our visitors about, like, you just have to do art. Like, if you didn't, you wouldn't. You'd, like, disintegrate, I think is what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me more about that. Um, art is the only thing that's ever felt, like, natural to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty natural with most things that I that include my hands and Mm -hmm. visual and putting pieces together and naturally that is art um it's the only thing i had interest in growing up uh i never wanted to do any sports i just wanted to draw or make things and i just that's all i wanted to do and finally my parents uh found a like a private art lesson in the basement of this woman's house when i was in second grade I think and that was uh the same time that they were Mm -hmm. getting divorced so it was kind of therapeutic for me Mm. and I went um after school once a week until I was in high school yeah and then um yeah so I feel like I've always been interested in it and committed to it and it just somehow I find myself back at it again Mm. you know well you say like back at it again did you take like a hiatus or something no just or? like like i i don't have some people are like one medium one right. and i think with my rotating thing i kind of just find myself like oh like back at a different okay medi- like yeah. in this rotating like carousel yeah. of never ending right. making right <laughs> and sometimes it's not just 
you know, visual. Sometimes I'm writing or um, making, you know, videos or editing photos. It's just always something. Uh, yeah. So. So do you have like a favorite uh, medium that you've used over time or are you always mm. just kind of like on to the next thing and then well, you I, you like realize, oh, this I like that so much. I'm going to go back to it. I think what is exciting to me is an idea. Mm. So if I get a really good idea, that's what's exciting to me. And I just want to make that idea happen. But I will always have a very fond love for drawing because okay. it was my yeah. favorite thing growing up. It was the first thing I was. It just feels so good. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Right, right. And it's easy to do for me. Like, I like drawing because it's something you can do on the go in a way. Like, mm. a lot of those drawings in that show last year I made traveling. And so I like drawing because I traveled a lot in the last couple of years. And I just kind of made a little kit for myself okay. with all these yeah. pencils and then, you know, a pad and put it all in a box mm -hmm. and then you can just pull it out and draw and right. put it back right. away and board a flight or mm -hmm. you know sit in a car and things like that yeah so like where do those ideas come from the drawings yeah or is it just like mm. totally in the moment you're like hey i want to draw that well i think for those a lot of the inspiration was coming from the natural world mm -hmm. and nature and i had been in nature a lot the last couple of years okay. uh traveling and going to different um national parks and seeing all these different landscapes and driving through different landscapes and watching the landscapes change and i'm just i like looking really really closely at things uh, yes. so like looking at the texture and like mm -hmm. the pattern and i like seeing like the way that the patterns in uh like movement happen throughout yeah wind and uh like uh, like a breeze like might create a this similar pattern that ripples on water might mm -hmm. create so things like yeah. that yeah uh, there's a lot of nature represented in your work yeah um and that's kind of where i started too with um just looking at nature for inspiration and mm -hmm then now i'm like okay now i'm looking more within myself yeah um so do you find like do you find one easier or like i guess um, more rewarding i think it just depends on like what i'm like again like it's that idea um mm -hmm. for me and the things that are just visual and like thinking about oh i'm looking at uh nature and the patterns that happen that can be it can come easy but sometimes it can be really hard to yeah. after a while i feel like oh i don't have like any ideas of what pattern or thing and in those moments i usually have to go back out into nature mm. um but uh i think i don't make a lot of work that's directly about myself i make a uh, work that i think benefits my experience or reflects my experience but isn't directly about me or myself um just because i i find it hard to i think i used to make art that was a lot about myself and i found it hard for me to explain it to people mm. you know like or, or yeah. it became something that was like too much 
where I had to explain too much mm. of it. And I am not always good with my words. And sometimes I like want people to have their own experience with right. it. So that's kind of where um, installation came into okay. my work because yeah. I wanted to create experiences for people. Um, that moment when you have like a like a specific experience mm -hmm. is really a what I try and capture. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, well, but I I understand it, and yeah, um, like I'm trying to um, head down a path where I'm gonna be doing a similar kind of thing um, with insulation work. Um, but like, how does how is that process like from start to finish? installation yeah uh well a lot of times i cannot have an idea until i have a space okay. in mind but not always right sometimes i have this idea but maybe it would look good in a space i just have to find the right space so mm. sometimes it's the and the thing with me is i have ideas and sometimes they don't come out and become something for two to three four years it's just i have a sketchbook and i right. write it down and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it like halfway happens with another more recent idea then they kind of merge um i think a lot of times though if it's an installation the space has to come first for mm -hmm. me because i respond to the architecture okay. and right. uh just everything about the space like for instance um we could talk about like my installation in project project that was probably my first like installation okay. installation i did and i just really didn't like the walls yeah. i'm gonna be honest what, just because it was like plywood or? yeah and okay. i just thought that it would just dictate whatever was in the mm. space and it was making yeah. me feel and i really like uh the I like white like right. I like yeah I like clean and I like uh -huh. and so I thought it was it's not that I don't like that plywood it could be beautiful in its own context yeah but I just couldn't th it was kind of creating a a, a stop in my mind so mm -hmm. I was thinking okay like a lot of times what my restraints create what I make well what mm -hmm. can I use that is going to cover these walls in an interesting way um, that I can afford. Uh, and that ended up being tinfoil. And okay, yeah. so, yeah, I went to Costco and got these huge tinfoil wrap rolls and covered the walls and the floor and the ceiling. And, and then that kind of created like this idea of what I was gonna do behind the work like oh i'll create these like floating mounts that have a reflective light because that works with the reflective qualities of the tinfoil so it doesn't all come in a line it comes mm -hmm. in a web that's yeah. how my brain kind of works i like see connections and i they start to like feed into each other and then one gets bigger and then oh one might touch another idea mm -hmm. um or like when I made the installation at Breeze and Bloom. Mm -hmm. uh, with, I, with cargo? Yeah, with okay. cargo. I 
had a completely a different idea for what I wanted to do for the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to create like, and I had it all planned out because I wrote a grant for the materials. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, that's something where I did know the space and then I, I planned according to the space, but then I was going to cover the walls with this specific foam. And then when I went to the store where I had bought it before, they changed the manufacturing and it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm. The pattern on the foam, like wasn't what I wanted. And I was like, this isn't going to work. And then I'm just sitting there and I have like a week to install, but this is like a huge part of it. And I don't want to, a lot of it is how can I afford to cover the walls? I find that covering the walls is a cool, interesting thing to do with Mm -hmm. insulation. Um, And then I thought, what's you know I really wanted like that rainbow curtain and I was like what would look really good with that what would black and white and then I thought okay black and white paper and then that's how that mm-hmm. idea came um and for that installation it was all about breeze because you know you could open that door and the windows right. and I was using the breeze of it in the space but if it was anywhere else I don't think it you know, that idea wouldn't be relevant. So mm-hmm. space and like yeah. environment is really key. Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting um, how space can transform um, from show to show. Yeah. And like just um, going to project, project, um, every opening, you like have an expectation because you know what the space is, but then you go in and it's like completely different and yeah um each artist just has their own idea of what to do yeah it's like i wouldn't have thought of that but you did it well thank you yeah Yeah. there's a lot of different approaches to that space and Mm -hmm. you see it uh utilized very differently between all of the artists which is really interesting Mm -hmm. some go like very like I don't know, in depth and change every aspect of it and some keep the aspects of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like this idea of covering the walls, um, you do that either with your artwork or, I mean, it's still your artwork, but it's not like conventional of like, here's a, a framed piece or a painting or whatever. It's, um, so like, what do you see, um, for the future of your practice with insulation um, is is that like your goal going forward or yeah i don't know i'm not good at being like this is my goal yeah. because i find that the moment i try and say that this is what i want life really has a way yeah. of making it harder than yeah. you think so i really live my life openly and let mm-hmm. like whatever comes my way inform how I react to things. I think that as long as, you know, I remain open to ideas and it, things will come to me. Um, I'm right now actually going towards painting a little okay. bit more right now in my studio. I mean, that's not to say that I'm completely going towards painting cause I'm also creating a more like uh, a large, uh, sculpture that has like an installation quality to it mm. but I'm also like painting for the first time in like six years so really yeah it's 
weird because I'm also painting in completely different, you know, styles and just different contexts. And I'm just painting in a really different way. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think since I've painted in the past, I've changed a lot as an artist. So it's, it's weird and it's cool. Um, but it can be frustrating, you know, mm-hmm. like a new, mm-hmm. like for me, drawing is something that I feel I have a lot of uh, control over, but painting, I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not as good a painter as I am, you know, mm. a drafts person. Yeah. So. Well, do you think that is a materials thing or, or a practice thing? Like mm. it's just not something you spent enough time on yet or. I think I used to be better at painting, but I haven't painted in so long. Um, And I also think that I'm just getting to know different materials Mm. and I'm learning different things about what I like, like as an artist, like a really, really smooth surface or, and so I'm trying to test out different surfaces. I've also been testing out a lot of different methods of how to make paintings. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a traditional when someone thinks about painting, I don't think that they're going to think about like painting the way that I make paintings, if that mm. makes any sense. Um, sometimes painting for me is, you know, dying of fabric and then going back and painting okay. over that. Yeah. And that, so. It's, it's truly a mixed media. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just try and make things that are exciting. I think that a huge thing in my practice or in my time in studio is um play and just finding things that are uh, that I enjoy and that feels like play playful because Mm -hmm. um I used to work a lot with kids uh like making art and I was just so amazed at like some of the compositions that they would make so effortlessly and Mm -hmm. so yeah beautifully and I just would like look at them and I'd be like that is so good (laughs) and no one else thinks it you know no one else around is like and i was just like i'd like take a picture of it because i'm like i am so inspired Mm -hmm. by this and so i think that i'm trying to do that more like you know be and i think just playing in general is fun and i find that when you're less serious about what you're working on you make better work um Mm -hmm. Eh, at least I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, um, I forget. I think it was uh, Chase Jarvis in his book Creative Calling that uh, he wrote something about like the inner child and like everyone's born with creativity. Yeah. And for some reason, so many people lose that um, drive for it. Yeah. And like you just look at this uh, room of like first graders, and it's like they j- can just pull anything out of their mind and as soon as you give an adult a prompt it's like how do i best do this exactly and there's so much roadblock in front of them and so much self-judgment and i don't know how to make that i can't make it the way that i want to make it but children they just they just make something and they just set it to the side and make another and that Mm -hmm. and they just it's this endless thing and it's so easy for them. And that's how I want to be, you mm-hmm. know? I want to be better at just making things and letting them be. And right. I find that 
doing that and sometimes you draw something and then you set it to the side and then you pick it back up four weeks later and then add something else on top of it and then it's done Mm -hmm. you know uh but yeah the way that children going into a room of kids and seeing how they all can just effortlessly create kind of really shows you that we are all Mm -hmm. born with that creativity and we do lose it if we don't practice it and we don't um give it you know it is it's like a muscle you know you gotta Mm. practice and you gotta yeah keep uh exercising it so mm-hmm. I always tell pe- people are always like, oh, I wish I could be an artist. I wish I could be creative. I'm like, you can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I tell a lot of people that as well. And it's like, well, I don't think the same way you do or something. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, if you did, then it wouldn't. Would Somebody would uh, kind of miss out on the next. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I forgot what my train of thought was. Yeah. So. Um, the point is, if we all thought the same thing, then what would be exciting about the work we're doing? Exactly. You know, um, so like what, what influences you in the kind of work you do outside of like nature or just like in the, say you say you, you enter a space and it like speaks to you. Um, is it the same kind of thing when you're doing like more two dimensional work or? Um, well, I wouldn't say like I enter a space and it like says something to me. I'd say that if I have the opportunity okay. to make something in a space, I'll enter the space and find what speaks to mm. me. Um, but what inspires me as an artist is other than nature is, but like, it's also kind of connected to nature, I guess. It's just, um, this like, it's like this trying to achieve and gift I guess this feeling of serenity to people Mm -hmm. um just this like meditative um I try to get people to slow down or like see a space in a new way or see an aspect in a new way um I'm interested in like uh time or like sensation uh like scent sound temperature is something i've been interested in Mm. lately um and just like the healing qualities of certain like sensory uh uh, stimuli i guess yeah so yeah i'm interested in sensation a lot um and meditation and healing and that childlike wonder and a s- just a simple beauty mm. i don't know how else to explain that but like a a beauty that's kind of undeniable do you know what i mean like i think so something that's like everyone loves a rainbow everyone right. loves so there's like a certain way i feel to layer colors and I try and find the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that is a well, good explanation, but... Well, I mean, like, I guess you're the one that would know best. Yeah. Um, but it's just so interesting because, uh, like, with my own practice, it's more about, like, articulating what's in my own head, 
and that's sounds like it's kind of the opposite for you yeah um it's kind of um taking an experience and making it visual or i mean just some kind of sensation to whatever sense you're working with um yeah but like for me it's what's the what's the story i want to tell or what's a problem i want to solve and it's just like okay look at this and um i'm excited to like do more work outside of that but yeah i think that for me i just wanted to share my work Mm. with people and share the experience in a way um or feel how they experience my experience because i feel like if i create an experience for me to experience and you to experience then when we come together we have this special connection so that's something i really enjoy about my spaces or my installations is that once i make them i then like share an experience with the viewer and you know this common ground where we both got to experience this moment or the this moment that was a certain sound, a certain sensation, and a certain visual stimuli all at the same time. <laughs> and I don't know if that makes any sense, but uh, I think that when you create a space with multiple uh, sensory stimuli, that you create a memory yeah. for people. Mm. So sometimes the space that I create, it triggers a memory for them. Um, and they, you know, this reminds me of this or this. And I really love hearing those things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, have you, you said you were like kind of getting into temperature. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing with that? Um, so I don't want to like speak too much about okay. it because right. I'm in the middle of something and I'm trying to work out all the kinks all right. for it. But I will say that I'm interested in um, the healing qualities of heat and mm. um, warmth, I guess. So this last winter I was um, in Mexico with a couple of my friends and we're walking down one of the streets and the sun is setting and it's getting cold all of a sudden um and the you know the wall that we're walking against is made of like brick or cinder blocks and it's soaked up all the heat from the sun as the sun's just set and i'm walking next to it and i realize how it's emitting this uh heat um and this feeling just makes me want to get closer to it as I'm cold Mm. and so because of that I sort of started thinking about how we gravitate towards heat and how I'm also like I here in Nebraska get really depressed in the winter and as I've gotten older it's been really hard for me to be here in the winter and I started going to the sauna uh, and it actually is crazy how much it changes my mental Mm. state. So like that experience also kind of like got me thinking about heat as like this like healing thing. Okay. And then just like thinking about how 
we like want like a warm hug or like you know like or I might have chronic pain uh, I have chronic pain in my back and the one thing that will really help it is like a heating pad mm-hmm. and when nothing else helps that's what helps and so just thinking about that you know that feeling of warmth and heat and how it can like numb pain and like be like help with your emotional state and also just be a comfort so i think that against a lot of things it creates i don't know this warm actually warm feeling so i've been interested in that and thinking about how i can incorporate that into ideas Mm. that's all i'll say (laughs) yeah very cool yeah i'm excited to see what uh what comes from that yeah, I wish I could speak more on it, but I'm working on yeah. a few kinks in it, and I don't want to say it if it doesn't work. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, so is there is that like a uh, like you know what's next for it or okay? Yeah, I'm working on it. I just have to you know work out some technical yeah. like kinks on how I'm building this specific thing, and then I hope. I hope I'm going to get it done by the winter time okay. and hopefully there'll be some sort of installation or um, like what's the word that I'm thinking when you interact with something I'm blanking a uh, performance. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a performance, maybe an installation or an experience. I haven't got that far yet. Right. need and to have the thing made first. Do you like know where this would take place? Or? Not yet. Right. Not yet. But all right. Well, again, I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Um, do you have anything else in the works or is that like taking up all your time? It's taking up a lot of my time, but I also have a show that I'm participating in next month okay. with a couple of my friends. It's like a pop-up show at this barn that I wish I could tell you the address, but <laughs> I don't know it off the top. It's okay. just do you know where it is? Um, I can get you the details later, but I'm not sure exactly. I could tell you when it is. Let me look in my texts. (laughs) Um, September 30th. Okay. So that, uh, but yeah, me, um, Dan Crane and Will Anderson are um, putting some work into like, I guess they have a friend who has this like, barn garage situation Mm. that is gonna that is good for yeah they think is good for pop-up shows here in omaha yeah i don't know exactly where it's at but i'll I'll give you those Um, details yeah that sounds really cool Um, yeah do you you know what kind of work you'll be doing for that um i have a couple paintings i think three paintings and then a lamp that i made a few Mm. years ago that i've never shown in like real life anywhere okay. i've taken some pictures of it and shown it online but i'd like it to be you know mm-hmm. seen in person right so i mean that that uh it's always something that um like i don't think of as an artist a lot is like the reason i'm creating it is to show it to other people yeah but then if it doesn't like people don't see the physical thing it's like they can't really experience it in the way that I had hoped they could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But now it's artists have to be content creators on social yeah. media. And it's like, well. It's hard. It's not really what I wanted yeah. this for. Um, I, but it's very hard to take, 
you know, like videos or mm-hmm. pictures and make it, and then you just kind of get in your head about it. Right. And that can be hard. Um, and sometimes like you can take really good pictures, but it doesn't really like something about, you know, the average person might be scrolling and that picture you took doesn't fully like, um, it doesn't really fully communicate what that work yeah. is. Like well, you can't really tell the yeah. scale always. Especially because like everything is the same size on screen. Yes. Um, and especially with installations mm-hmm. um, where you won't like really need to experience the, yeah, the it's space. Yeah, It's just like there's there's no way to do it mm-hmm. um, with just a photo. Yeah. Um, or just like you said, the scale of something like uh mark rothko you'd see a giant painting in the gallery but or this two by two inch picture on the screen of your phone yeah um and you're not going to get anything from that Mm -hmm. other than as an artist maybe some inspiration Mm -hmm. um or just the desire to want to know more yeah i think a lot of times even like communicating like the work through instagram a lot of times like me as an artist i might see something and i might understand it way more Mm -hmm. than like someone who isn't an artist like i might understand the technique and the uh how big or small it is because i'm looking and analyzing to try and like find things that are interesting to me but i can only imagine like what someone who's just scrolling through and doesn't have like you know like uh knowledge of what Mm -hmm. materials are might like they might not know how big it is or how hard that might be to um it just flattens everything you know it creates this weird flatness to Mm -hmm. a lot of the work but i guess what are we gonna do about it (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't have a good answer for that other than go drag people to the the gallery or something yeah yeah um that's a whole nother issue yeah um so yeah you got this um whatever performance or installation or whatever we're gonna call it yeah coming up hopefully sometime soon yeah um and then this show at some barn somewhere yeah i'm sorry very very secretive it seems casey i don't even know (laughs) like i wish i had it like but i just i don't have it i'm just like i'm kind of here like okay whenever you need the work just let me know right (laughs) Um, and then like, where can people go to find your work? Um, on my Instagram and it's just my name, like Casey, C-A-S-E-Y and then the letter C and then my last name, C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N, um, or my website, which is Casey Callahan, C-A-S-E-Y, C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N dot studio. All right. Yeah. Is there anything else that uh, you want to touch on or any call to action you have for people in the art world? Um, hmm. I mean. If not, no I big deal. I don't think so. I mean, I'm bad at thinking on the spot, but just keep making art if you are. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make art and you're afraid that you're not good at it, you're probably good at it. But yeah. you just need to believe in yourself and keep doing it. And, you know, like not, I mean, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm sure if I tried, I'd be good at them. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Just bring out that inner child. Yeah. Yeah. Play. 
All right. Well, thank you, Casey. This was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. The Arts and Crafts Podcast is a project from the AC Creative Studio. Produced by Reed Doling. Audio editing by John Cheetah. Artwork by Ben Matukowicz. Subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ArtsCraftsPod for the latest episodes, beer reviews, and more. Or follow each of us individually at RC Doling, at Big Ben M9, and at underscore Cheetah. For more from the AC Creative Studio, find us on Instagram and Twitter at AC underscore Omaha, and our website, exarbancreative.com.